0: Well, Cuphead and his pal Bugman,
1: they like to roll the dice. By chance they came
2: upon Devil's Game, and gosh they paid the price. Paid the price. And now they're fighting for their lives
1: on a mission fraught with dread. And if they proceed but don't succeed,
2: well, the devil will take their
1: hands. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I am joined by my co host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Dandy
0: is my choice of word for this evening. Hmm. Are you feeling dandy? Are you a dandy? I am not a dandy. <laughs> So, this actually came up in a podcast I was listening to recently. Is it this one? Is <laughs> I don't listen to this podcast. Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, but basically, a dandy is somebody who has a very well-permed and trimmed style. Mm-hmm. They're very classy, very dapper. Posh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not that, if you've ever looked at me. I look like a mildly homeless person. <laughs> um, I, I like the term mildly homeless. You're like, I my, have a my, home. My I don't spend a, lot is of time a little there. more together. <laughs> um, but to be fair, like I do have a hole in each shoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, my face is a little bit overgrown. Hair's a little bit shaggier. I'm wearing a
1: hoodie and jeans that I've had for a while. Right. I mean, it's your standard get-up, though. I mean i don't know i feel like maybe not not all guys but definitely people i've interacted with a lot or friends i've had over the years they've had a lot of acceptance for someone looking like they were arthur from the pbs show or something right like they literally had the same outfit and wardrobe i don't get suspicious when if i see someone and they're using the same hoodie they're always using
0: well to be fair like a jacket you're gonna wear a lot more often than like the same t-shirt yeah that's true i <laughs> maybe get a little how many suspicious. overcoats do you have i don't know 20 <laughs> no, oh i have i have two i have the hoodie and then i have the jacket mm-hmm. and everything else really isn't warmth they're all kind of like long sleeve over because nice. i like to do t-shirt some type of over shirt
1: gotcha. so going outside a jacket or an extra layer and you have like the the um The hoodie is the less formal of the two. The jacket would probably be your outerwear.
0: This is my snug,
1: comfy wear. Yeah. But it also looks like I sell drugs to people. Right. Which is really inconvenient when you're trying to sell drugs to people, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, any way to keep the podcast afloat. um, Financial donations, anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of drugs, uh, whoever decided it was a great idea to make today's game the way that it was made must have been on drugs because it was a lot of work yeah
2: that's that's (laughs) what i like to do get really high and then
0: be very productive (laughs) we are of course talking about uh the game cuphead Mm -hmm. why is it called cuphead
1: your character has a cup for a head (laughs) done which is a great twist off of um the traditional cup which is like a cup for your crotch that's the alternative and sports that's a cup for a different head. <laughs> and everything else nearby. Adjacent. Cup Cuphead. <laughs> Just a football Cup game. the whole the whole area. <laughs> Just a cup. <laughs> um yeah, so So for those who are who have no idea what the hell Cuphead is, yeah, this is shame the, on you. The first piece of media, like first media you've consumed since crawling out from under a rock, basically. Yeah.
0: So this is the only game today that I know of that follows a very old 1920s, 30s cartoon style if you think of like very early disney where all of the animations were hand drawn Mm -hmm. and all the moves were very janky because that's what they did in those days yeah Uh, and there's a bit of the like cinema tape effect yeah but everything is in that style where it's old very very old school Mm -hmm. but it's a very charming style and it, it looks gorgeous and then on top of that, they have their own scores. Like, they have a soundtrack for every single boss, mm. which is a lot. It's kind yeah. of a boss rush game, like Fury.
1: Yes. <laughs> We're going to be comparing these two games a lot. <laughs> the two-dimensional game, Platformer Cuphead, and the 3D Action Game Fury.
0: But yeah, I think it's really the only game in its space. Uh, but as far as rules go, it is a 2D platformer, mm-hmm. side-scroller. So it's like...
1: Re- It's worth mentioning for the art style; it's all hand drawn. Yes, every single thing.
0: Uh, I watched the YouTube video because that's how I ingest my media. (laughs) But there was a certain attack of a boss, and it was like thirty-five frames on its own. I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm -hmm. Now it's just for one attack. Yeah, it's
1: it's like you you were talking about like the old animation style like the, the Disney approach like or whatever. Steamboat Willie era. Yeah, just like frames upon frames, and they're just moving them back and forth to like simulate animation and things. Um, this is all hand-drawn, the whole thing. So uh, the frame rate, I don't actually know what the frame rate is in the game, but it's very smooth because they basically cut no corners. So there's a lot of um, curved edges as a result. Um, but it looks tremendously impressive to see... Uh, the protagonists jump around fire their projectiles bosses swing out attacks do transformations um every part of that just looks insanely ridiculous. crisp really really freaking good and sometimes creepy
0: but oh. there's, there's never been a point in this game where i felt like it did not handle well or something looked bad now to be fair i cursed the game immensely uh, when Jake and I were playing, uh, we played over remote play, even though we both had our own copies because for whatever reason I have shit internet, yeah. but since we were both using controllers, I was on voice activity. So Jake would ac- uh, uh, occasionally hear me punch the table out of frustration. <laughs> I can, I can when confirm. When we died for like the, the 25th time on a boss. Yeah. Cause we... Did this whole thing as co-op i had done some solo a while back and mm. i kind of
1: just stopped playing after a time not to say that it was bad it was just i got distracted so i've only played i've only played co-op uh co-op just introduces another it's uh what do you remember his name mug man yeah <laughs> super
0: fighting
2: robot
1: <laughs> mug man uh, whereas if instead of like an old text-based adventure game where if you type that out you would just attempt to mug a man right <laughs> it's not that it's just a guy um the city guard notices <laughs> but i've only yeah exactly i've only played i've only played co-op you played single player yeah how does the difficulty vary because i know there's mechanics in play so all of the mechanics are
0: still the same mm-hmm. um the one benefit is if i fuck up it's possible for you to jump parry my ghost body right. and then bring me back in at one health mm. where i was not afforded that in the single player but one of the advantages of single player is if a lot of stuff's going on screen for like a bullet of hell where you have to watch out for telegraphed attacks it's easy for me to lose myself in the music <laughs> right and, and the movement <laughs> <laughs> and uh whenever because they're each color different. Like, mm. I think as player two, I was blue and you yeah, were like red. Yeah, light blue. Mm-hmm. But when all these things are going on, it's easy to get lost. And then I might bump into something thinking I'm controlling your character. Yeah. Whereas if it's just me, I really have no excuse <laughs> to make that
1: uh, same mistake, hopefully. I made that mistake, but I actually have no excuse because I was always player one. But sometimes I was still like, nah, I'm the light blue guy. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, because when we encountered it a little bit, if we both ran out of health, you have three hits um, by default uh, before you're dead. So in single player, that means boss fight over retry, which thankfully happens really quick. But in multiplayer, maybe your friend uh, jumps up and does a parry. Um, We chained that together a couple times for some of those fights. So Jake and I aren't good. Uh, Full (laughs) disclaimer. Yeah, that's what I discovered this week. Yeah.
0: So I think it was mainly for the dragon boss. We were having just mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, phase three. It was mainly in phase three. Um, so the way death works is if your grandparents are really old. Yeah, I was going to say this is going to get deep. <laughs> but when you die, um, you become a ghost and you kind of float up towards the top of the screen. Mm-hmm. But how's so, it working Cuphead? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, good sign. <laughs> so it, it's more convenient if you're on if you die in the bottom of the screen because so it gives your player two a chance to save you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're off the top of the screen, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, I thought so, but Dave there, saved me off been the top. There a lot of times though where if they go off screen, they don't mm-hmm. immediately disappear because you can technically jump off the screen a little bit. Mm-hmm. But typically, they're not placing platforms off screen. Yeah. But there were a lot of like clutch parry chains between you and I. Where I would save you and then I would die immediately afterwards. Yeah. And then you're like, it's okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. And then you would die. And we made no progress on the boss because we weren't damaging him while right. we we're just saving each other. But one of the advantages of getting a parry, whether it's on your ghost buddy or just something pink as mm-hmm. a projectile in like the boss fight, is it will instantly give you a card. Yeah. And a card will allow you to do a special move because normally you have your default attack and then for whatever weapon you have selected you can have an upgraded version of that attack at the cost of one card right or you can have five cards expend all those
1: for a super yeah which usually gives you like some some iframes in the activation and the deactivation but usually right. you're pr- popping out a lot of damage at that point yeah like the traditional one i think the first one we got really like just turns you into a giant bomb and you uh, well if you're a plane if you're a plane, it turns you into a giant bomb. <laughs> in Cuphead, you can be a plane. We'll come back to that. Right, yeah. I identify as a plane. Um, if you're in platforming mode, uh, it just is a Kamehameha laser, essentially, uh, out of the cup. <laughs> to either to, to, to to the do. left or the right. Yeah, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are like the primary mechanics. Uh, the boss. We talked a little bit about the um The boss stage transitions mm-hmm. so like you'll get some damage in usually um the first tra- the first stage isn't too crazy um but this is very much a type of game where i'm not going to compare every game that we cover to dark souls all right <laughs> but I will, oh, right. I'm all right i'm leaning forward where's it going but, this? but i will this one um and that's it's kind of expected that you're going to make some mistakes until you learn move sets and in this case uh, it applies for stages. So like until you know what sorts of attacks the boss is going to use, there's not a huge chance that I feel like you would figure it out the first time.
0: Right. Like, I will say to its credit, though, uh, the game does a very good job of telegraphing. So it's not like something that just kind of shoots out of nowhere. Yeah. There's usually like a big wind-up in animation. and usually a sound effect to go along with it. So if you are paying attention to just what the boss is doing, you could theoretically say, oh, it's going to be something like this. Right. Like when we were facing the bird that's in a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of the boss.
1: That's all right. I'll look it
0: up. Why so are you looking at it? Up. I knew it the whole time. It kind of puts on like a, a comical glove which with three fingers. So you can kind of tell it's going to be like a, like, a three-pronged attack that kind of spreads out. Yeah. You're talking about Wally Warbles. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. Wally. <laughs> He's a robot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just stuff like that. It does a really good job of conveying the information. Mm-hmm. But again, if you are like me and you miss it on the first 17 attempts, right. you, you can pick it up. Yeah. And it feels really good to actually beat a boss. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times when you get the knockout, Jake and I both like audibly sigh afterwards. Like, Oh Jesus <laughs> oh, thank Christ. Thank God. Finally done with that shit. <laughs> because yeah. I don't know how many times like for any of these bosses here uh we've probably died 20 25 30 times <laughs> yeah well, let's go with that <laughs> there's a a part of the game in area 2 where it'll tell you how many times you
1: fucked up yeah we stopped going back there there's a lot it was a lot we like we basically blazed through uh, the first level there's, there's three main levels and then there's areas. Yeah. Yeah. Areas. Um, and then there's a fourth. that's kind of like another like magnified boss rush, a bunch of mini bosses before we fight the devil. Um, but, uh, the, better the devil, you know, right. Then the devil, you don't know, I think is how that expression goes. Um, but the first, lo- the first, uh, area we didn't have too much trouble with, like a couple retries on some of them, nothing crazy, and then the second one was just like brick walls. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: obviously, like with most games, difficulty will increase as you progress. Yeah, but usually so it's not a like, chance to learn. Here's a cliff, right? <laughs> like. Yeah. But another thing is, could you go back to area one? Yeah. Mm. So for any of these bosses that we have pulled up, they're all very
1: unique stylistically. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and their mechanics, so what would be what would be a comparison you'd make for two of the bosses from the first area, like how they contrast?
0: Let me squint because I no longer have eyes that work. that's fine, you Ribby and Croaks mm-hmm. so there's like two fisticuffs frog brothers on a uh steamboat mm-hmm. and they'll they'll send out projectiles and flies as a part of phase one
2: mm-hmm.
0: In phase two, one acts as a fan, while the other one sends, like, a bouncing projectile. And then the fan will reverse. Yeah. She has to kind of
1: uh, weave between that. It's like a movement control check. It's like, oh, okay. Now that you figured out how to shoot at bosses, can you manage your movement while this is going on?
0: And then phase three, it turns into, like, a fucking slot machine, which you have to carry the slot machine (laughs) to advance. And then it picks one of three possible attack options. Mm Mm-hmm. Where these uh, discs get shot out. Yeah. But each of the discs are different. Certain ones are just on the ground. You have to keep jumping and not getting hit by them. And landing on the top where it's safe. Another ones will shoot balls up. And you have to kind of time jumping in between. Yeah. And another one will have lasers that either shoot up or down. You have to
1: <laughs> be on the correct, opposite side. Yeah, yeah. Be where the laser is not. It's worth noting this. These are just outcomes on the slot machine. So the boss itself so this is after one of the frogs has eaten the other frog and they turn into the slot machine, right? Yes. Um, there's a lot of body horror in this game (laughs) where the bosses just transform for reasons. Um, yeah, it plays with a lot of the (laughs) animation and does some over the top shit. If that's not one of the tags on steam, like, like a (laughs) platformer, difficult body horror, (laughs) then I'll be very disappointed. Um, lot of the bosses are kind of kind of creepy here um the the one right right after uh ruby and croaks hildeberg uh, is probably one of the first major transformations that was just very weird yeah it's kind of like a
0: betty boop character Uh this is i believe the first flying level you have (laughs) but she does turn into a moon at a point
2: yeah
1: as you do she has like a couple. So she's just, I think Betty Boop's actually very accurate. Uh, kind of sitting on a cloud, being sassy. She'll do a couple transformations into different uh, star constellations. She'll be like, oh, it's Gemini. And then she's like twins or whatever. <laughs> um, and then after that phase, then you go full moon, like you're playing Majora's Mask or some nonsense. And they're just, they're all just super. Um, uh, maniacal malicious looking like foes for you to fight um and yeah i don't know it's the, the 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 theming and the charm and the stylization of the game it's just off the charts you can't really compete the way the bosses are you can't compare the way the bosses are to something outside of cuphead it's it's it lives in that space but and, comparing this to gwen <laughs> yes it's significantly fewer knights (laughs) (laughs) and fire attacks so just looking at the first area Mm. um is there any boss that you really like stylistically or mechanically yeah so K.G. carnation is probably my highlight from the first area he's the the final cagney cagney that's fair cagney carnation final boss from that area and not only is he kind of like doing the cha-cha a little bit with his hands he's a big he's a big uh sunflower it looks like Mm -hmm. um uh he also kind of uh has phases where he'll um threaten different parts of the stage so he'll have like vines creep out and he's like oh there's there's three platforms here and you have to be on the one platform that's not Not being attacked yeah. yeah um so like it requires more awareness of what's going on in the fight but he's also not a pain to hit. Uh, you can basically just fire towards him on that side of the screen constantly. Yeah. And you can expect your damage is going to be pretty consistent, which I appreciated. I really like
0: those bosses so I can just focus on not getting hit. Yeah. Because
1: that's uh, the most punishing since you only get, ar- get away with those three hits. Mm-hmm. We talked about, uh, you mentioned the dragon earlier. And early on in this, because you have some experience in this game and I didn't, um, there's a shop where you can spend coins that you get. From like uh, adventure mode. Oh
0: yes, I did tell you about the shop. I remember this. <laughs>
1: right, Jake. Well, there's
0: a shop over there. That's what the money's
1: for, you dumb dumb. <laughs> the you get these coins. You can spend them on upgrades. Replace your primary ability. You replace your special. Your super. And um, I was just like, I have no idea what any of these things do. And Dave's like, All right, I'm going shotgun. We're going this. We're just like loading up like it's left for dead or some nonsense. Yeah. Um, so I think. Each one of them has like a different functional use,
0: but at the end, it really depends. Like you can get away with the starter gun throughout the entire game, 100. Mm-hmm. percent. But with certain things, like Jig was referring to the shotgun, it doesn't uh, travel all the way across the screen. It's kind of just out in front of you, but it has more projectiles. So if you are up and close and personal, you actually will damage the boss or enemies faster. Yeah so if you feel comfortable being up close to a boss and you know the mechanics you just want to poop out damage it's really nice um whereas there's certain other bosses where i'm afraid to get close and i really need to focus on mechanics mm-hmm. so there is a homing shot yes it deals a little bit less damage but my i shot. literally don't have to
1: aim <laughs> my home <laughs> my shot <laughs> yeah um but you you said there was going to be some bosses we would need the homing shot for and you were right <laughs> It's, it's mainly for phase two of the dragon. <laughs> there's like... Um, uh, for phase two... Uh, so this is the one where he sits at the bottom of the screen, periodically fires, um, I guess, steam up the left side of the screen so you can't go all the way uh, back. So... There's a dragon. Yeah, I'll boss. let you
2: just <laughs>
0: describe this a little more. And his face shows up on the left side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And... You and the dragon are kind of traveling to the right. You're kind of jumping on clouds. The whole the whole phases of the fight. Yeah. (laughs) You have to jump on these cloud platforms. But his tongue rolls out to the right side of the screen. Mm -hmm. And these like little flame balls with like a They're like soldiers. Like a band leader is like walking along the tongue. And occasionally one ones will jump up and try and attack you. Right. So you have to dodge them when that happens. But it's kind of a pain you need to keep an eye on which ones are going to jump and Mm -hmm. where so it's a lot easier to just have auto aim on and just
1: let the damage go out eventually trickle down and just not get hit because just for some spatial awareness the boss is at the bottom left of the screen you need to move roughly to the top right you consistently constantly you have very little time to turn around and shoot at them so auto aim is pretty good for that but there's other times it screws you over like phase three <laughs> yeah. the next phase yeah.
0: so you get comfortable using the auto aim and then in phase three he becomes a three-headed dragon and again is on the left side of the screen and we're traveling to the right uh but he will shoot out these little fireballs yeah easy enough to dodge if you're paying attention but if you shoot them and break them uh they kind of shotgun out in cardinal directions yeah up down left right the uh, my gps <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> turn, turn up, up. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> turn up for what oh <laughs> that was so close uh, <laughs> let's just go back and we'll just redo that Joe. do that in post turn down for what there we go we made hey. it there in the end um <laughs> anyways the projectile splits
2: <laughs>
0: projectile splits so if you are just like shooting up uh the auto homing shot it will see that as something <laughs> it needs to hit it will break it and now you have extra projectiles to deal with on the screen Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have free space to move around you kind of still have to jump between these cloud platforms yeah so you'll either get hit by it or you'll
1: fall off or if you're me both (laughs) and more appropriately your ally has to deal with the projectiles that you're mm-hmm. creating. We screwed each other over so much. How many times in these boss fights did we both die at the exact same time? Oh my time? gosh. It was a lot. It was efficiency. It was efficient restarts. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we also mentioned the plane
0: levels. Mm-hmm. So those are still... I don't want to say side scrolly. Yeah, they're you're still kind, kind of like, always on the screen, but the the screen itself will change. Yeah. Cuz like you a, are flying around, you have free movement. You're always shooting to the right side of the screen. There's definitely and then you can transform into a small plane where you can maneuver a little bit quicker to help dodge some of those attacks, but then it
1: kneecaps your range. Yeah. It's just like a shoot 'em up, one of those flash games Yeah. you're just a plane. Same thing. <laughs> it's basically. Um it is interesting cuz you can't use any of your your um your normal unlocks on these like Yeah. So, like if you went with
0: shotgun or auto shot, that doesn't apply here. You just have Mm -hmm. plain bullets. Yeah.
1: Plain old bullets.
0: Plain old, boring ass fucking (laughs) bullets.
1: (laughs) Although the mini plane can keep shooting and it kind of has like a really short range pea shooter. And it's hilarious. It's kind of great. It's it's adorable. Yeah.
0: But it really, really is necessary to uh, weave through a lot of situations. Hmm. Because I feel for every single boss fight you have outside of the first area it's like hey so here's the boss you're like okay cool here's some mechanics they have you're like okay i'm on board they're like and this and you're like all right my arms are kind of full and they're like and there's one last (laughs) yeah (laughs) so you can never just kind of shoot idly and dodge one thing Mm -hmm. there's usually multiple attacks going on
1: you have to be mindful of yeah they remove your laurels right at the beginning so no laurels no laurels no resting ain't no rest for the laurels Uh, area two area two who who did you like who did you not like um i actually so we spent a lot of time on wally warbles or warbles the bird in the birdhouse, and he's got some some really interesting transitions but i actually really like the, the um hmm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh Look at this guy, the, candy, back. the candy castle, actually. It took us a while to beat this one. But uh Baroness von Bonbon, which is a great name. That's pretty good. Uh has great theming and then like pattern recognition demanding for like all of her phases. Every time it's just like you will die immediately the first time. So by the time we completed this, I was like, I know how to beat this boss. I might not have been that good at it, but I, I know how. how exactly. I just need to apply these skills. Yes. But she's actually a
0: two-phaser.
2: Yeah.
1: So phase one, uh, she's kind stunned. of like. Phase one is stunned. Phase two is. Oh, no. Yeah. Huh? Kill, right? No, phase three is kill. Sorry, go ahead. It's supposed to be a Star Trek joke, but I could, literally can't oh, remember. Oh, said phasers to stop. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here, man. I will. All Oof. right. See you guys. Have a good night.
0: I need a new co host for the podcast. Please apply.
1: that sound means it's time for intermission where we talk about whatever we want to talk about no rules just right yeah. you and me Baldur's gate three all night that'd be a, a pretty good time i think um so immediately prior to this we were checking out some of the uh the hot new fresh off the presses um fresh pastries and other are you pressing pastries <laughs> Think Are you, you squashing you, you, my baklava? You're supposed to press pastries, I think. I think. Name a pastry that you press. Don't you press cookies? At least, like, not you don't press. Is that flat. a pastry or is that a baked good? I don't know what the difference.
0: <laughs> for sometimes, for whatever reason, whenever somebody says pastry, I assume it has some type of phyllo dough and it's more flaky and light. Hmm. Like a. Is a scone a pastry? Hmm. I don't know. Baldur's I don't, Gate Three trailer, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and some of the gameplay footage. It's pretty good for those who have not uh, tracked this game at all. How dare you? For one, and then once you've recovered from that, um it is the third game in the Baldur's Gate series. But this is the first one made by Larian, who is a developer who's made some other games that we haven't covered. We're never going to get to Divinity Original (laughs) Sin 2.
0: But just from looking at it, it looks very similar as far as gameplay engine for actual fights.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: But to be fair, it's a great fucking system, and I love it. Yeah. Because things are laid out. It is turn-based. But there's a lot of interaction with terrain and positioning. It's like an isometric tactics Mm -hmm. game
1: standard. Yeah.
0: But a lot of it follows the D&D rules where you can have focus points and you have a certain number of actions you can do each action is my constant different number of <laughs> skill points as you want to turn
1: i just like i like that your opening was immediately wrong <laughs> You're just like follows the dnd rules of focus points i'm like this isn't a dnd thing at all what are you talking about larian made their own thing for Di- uh, divinity 2 they were just like what is a better system and that's what they ran with so you have a certain number of action points for a character yes mm-hmm. and each ability or thing you might do would
0: cost a certain number of action points yes mm-hmm. so maybe something is like one something's two something's three uh, but very few characters have ways to gain that back in a turn i remember elves in a divinity had flesh sacrifice right where they could lower their overall vitality for a two turns for a temporary bonus of action points so i had like an elf rogue so i would sacrifice some flesh and use
1: all the abilities in the opponent's backside yeah for crits for crits you know a justifiable cause um yeah divinity three is actually very different from that and that they're going straight baldur's gate three yeah yeah <laughs> slip of, slip of the slip of the rogue um no baldur's gate three it's uh, interesting that they're operating within the constraints A fifth edition which in some ways i feel like you could make an argument that divinity had some system uh choices that actually work better from a video game perspective it's been a while since we really played video games that were heavy into i was like jake don't tell them we haven't been playing video games (laughs) right it's kind of our whole thing
0: (laughs) what i don't even know what a video game is i'm just here for the paycheck so you actually do dnd you dm and you play Hmm. so what systems do you like better about divinity
1: original sin 2 Mm -hmm. that you hope they kind of take into baldur's Gate versus something from fifth edition so you mentioned like the action system and i think that's that's on its face actually something that maybe having a computer take care of a lot of the math for you uh works a lot better so for instance in fifth edition you get like one action every turn and regardless of what you want to do you have an action, a bonus action, a reaction, and movement. That's it. That's your turn. My reaction is just
0: my eyebrows go up. Like <laughs> what? You, yeah, you wasted <laughs> your reaction every
1: time, every time you played. <laughs> but you were top
0: of opportunity. I was too surprised.
1: <laughs> surprised is its own state too in D D. But um, because of that, uh, there's no scaling for like oh casting any spell is yeah. an action, right? Um, whereas in or like making an attack. Or doing a multi-attack or whatever. That's one action, um, depending on your class. Whereas Divinity had more of a pool system. So, like, really powerful attacks um, or multiple simultaneous, you know, like a bunch of melee attacks in tandem. You had an economy built out in that action system. But you wouldn't want to track that at at the table, right? Like, for a pen and paper game. You wouldn't want to be like, oh, I have 10 points, and then I did this thing. Now I have seven points, and I did this and this and this. I mean, people probably do, because I'm sure there's a system that literally works like that. But Right, it's, but it's much more of a laborious pain in the ass. Compared to having a computer handle it for you. Um, so I actually think that they're kind of operating in a constrained system here, where, yes, it'll be D&D, but that doesn't mean every part of the system will be better for it. Like, I, I have my own gripes with the Roll20 system, so it's it'll be interesting to see what it ends up being like. Um, the gameplay looked pretty good, though. Yeah.
0: It looks nice. Uh, for me, it's probably going to be... Because I didn't really play any of the previous entries, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 1 or 2, or 2 Chain of Memories. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that 3 will be an extension of divinity original Sin right. wanna, uh. <laughs> where it's just in that fantasy universe but it's really solid rpg and in very in-depth story
1: mm-hmm. and based off of like the early gameplay we saw it looks like it will be like it looks very divinity just with the D rule set yeah i can't imagine they replace their whole engine and
0: everything mm-hmm. so i'm sure they're building off of stuff that they've already worked with yeah And know but
1: to be fair they know it really well it kicks ass Yeah, So the fact that it's a video game will help them deal with a lot of that crunch. Um, So whatever system they do, I trust Larian will uh, do the best they can with it. And like their track record has been pretty good. So I'm looking forward to this game. Um, So you guys should also be looking forward to this game if you like RPGs. And we'll figure out how many people can fit in a campaign at a time. It's probably going to be four. So Jake and I will need a two other two other people willing subjects supports
0: yes (laughs) you won't deal damage please heal me um so phase one uh she will send out like uh, these sweet minions so it could be like a jumping cupcake um it can be a waffle that kind of splits out in eight directions it could be a gumball machine that's just shooting gumballs it could be a giant candy corn that moves around Mm -hmm. and basically a lot of it comes down to just moving out of the way of stuff
1: and shooting down the ads yeah there's the cupcake too that's that the first one I mentioned. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. As soon as I heard candy corn, I was just thinking, like, and who really likes candy corn? And the rest fled my mind. Ca- I, like, I like a handful. Like,
0: I'd be fine with five or six. Yeah. But then I want actual things after that. Food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, like on top of that she's sending out these like very small jelly beans along the ground oh yeah so you're like oh i'm gonna dodge this guy's jumping attack cool you get beaned and then you get beaned in the shins and that takes one of your lives Mm -hmm. and it sucks it does suck so it becomes a lot of uh managing everything that's going on but by the time you actually beat it you figured it out or lucked your way into victory
1: I don't feel like you can luck your way through this one because phase two is like. Well, it's not pure luck, obviously. Right? Yeah.
0: But there's some times where
1: I feel like I just I didn't fuck up
0: long enough to win. Hmm. I gotcha. You were good
1: enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never felt like yeah, I crushed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the phase two of this is after you've beaten her her minions she kind of transforms the, the castle with the frosting on top and it starts crawling towards you. Oh, my God. And uh, she throws her head, which starts bouncing around the screen, and it, like, homes in on you or your ally and uh, causes problems. I, I feel like there's another attack that maybe goes She on. also throws, like, a giant rolling peppermint
0: mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. So, like, you have a platform that moves back and forth through both phases, and you can use that as needed. Um, But yeah, it's really managing where you can move and when. Cause mm-hmm. There are a lot of situations where I'm like, I'll be over here. And then everything closes in on me. I'm like, that was a mistake. <laughs> I'm panicking. <laughs> One of the tools, though, to get out of these sticky situations is your dash, which you have by default. You mean smoke bomb? No. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I know. I know, I know yeah. Uh, you can upgrade your dash to be smoke bomb. Mm-hmm. so instead of just moving a straight line you kind of blink over yeah so that allows you to essentially get through a lot of enemies and projectiles
1: which uh, we use to uh, great avail yeah i would not be able to play this game without it i'm yeah. fully convinced at this point i could not have a different dash that didn't give me iframes yeah it's just super needed mm-hmm. i would sometimes just panic hit it and be like yep Yep, (laughs) there's. I'd find myself in situations where I'm actually already on the side of the screen and I'd zero movement dash just for some iframes, let a like a projectile go through or something. I thought if you dashed you always move forward. Uh, You do, but if you're already there on the edge of the screen, on the edge of the screen, yeah, Mm -hmm. right, right. Then you can use it. Um, And yeah, some of the times that the game actually started to get really hard, it's because we were like playing an extended session or something, and I would forget about dash. Or I'd like forget to jump, or I could, you know. Well, I didn't forget to jump.
2: <laughs> <but>
1: <laughs> or I would never admit to forgetting to jump. Let's go. To Jake knows how to jump. I've seen him do it. <laughs> how dare you say otherwise? Um, but yeah, you constantly have to be aware of the different ways you can kind of approach these problems. You can go small plane. You can do a dash. Like maybe uh, you stop shooting for a little while, so the projectile stops splitting things like that the game has a couple points where they will punish you for just auto attacking constantly um one of those is one of the adventures right the uh, the one with the trampoline and the balloons yeah so like in between some of the bosses you can do some
0: stages where it's again just a side scroller left to right you can collect coins throughout and those coins are your currency which you can then spend at the shop Mm -hmm. in one of the later ones it's like a carnival level there's, like, a trampoline that moves along the ground. There are these balloons that come on a screen. And Jake and I were like, shoot the balloons, run, jump, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you shoot the balloons and they pop, it sends out, like, this shotgun of projectiles in, like, several directions. Yeah, they're full of beads for some reason. Everything's full of bullets at this point. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, we get punished by it and take two or three extra hits and we would die (laughs) and then we'd (laughs) We'd die shortly afterwards yeah we're like what if we didn't shoot those Mm -hmm. that wasn't a quick realization that was after a period of like 15 minutes yeah it was it took a shameful it was a shameful display (laughs) shameful display (laughs) i am not good at video games yeah i just beat my head against the brick wall until my blood eventually starts to erode Hmm. the uh cock in between
2: hmm yeah, <laughs>
1: that's a phrase. No, uh, it was we we eventually kind of figured it out though. Uh, we struggled with the bosses a lot, but the adventures were in their own way. They're really difficult. You'd think like maybe they're the um, the green hill zone between the difficult levels or something like that. You're like, ah, oh, just a blaze through this, no problem. But uh, overconfidence at any point in the game is very punishing. You're always just two three steps from death and it like fifteen steps from not having resets because your friend finally dies, you know? Yeah. There was um, many bosses where I died so many times and they've just like revive, <laughs> revive, <laughs> revive.
0: So yeah, that did happen, but there were a couple of times where one of us would like die flat out, the other person would be like, Don't worry, I got this. And <laughs> yeah. finish out the boss. Yeah. There it's, was actually one later on where you just you did not take any hits i died like three times <laughs> and after the third time you're like i can't save you i'm like that's fair and then you finish the boss
1: by yourself it was, it was so that was humbling it was a good time for me and then i looked up the ratings of the hardest bosses and this boss was all the way at the very bottom it was the easiest <laughs> boss in the game but you know what i'll take it credit where credit to due
0: though i'm still impressed yeah what's it about me who died that many times i I
1: try not to read too much into these (laughs) things
2: (laughs) no No.
1: see what was probably going on is you were you were playing at such a high level you were expecting difficulty you were adapted to it so when like it was actually that simple your reflex is just just like what do i it's like when you
0: get slowdowns in ddr and you fuck up and you're like how's gonna be challenging what's going on
1: i can't Oof, (laughs) keep goofing up on these it's like when Neo tries to do anything in the Matrix, but he's learned all of his superpowers, and he's just, like, knocking over stuff at the grocery with his super strength and going super fast. I would just imagine him playing Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> just, the vibrates, the tower <laughs> uh. Let's peek to Area 3. Sure.
0: As a disclaimer this late in the game, we have not actually cleared all content of this game at the time of this recording. Uh, we did make a decent dent... Enough
1: to make some informed comments and decisions. Or enough Um, to pretend so, at the very least.
0: Yes, we've beaten the game.
1: (laughs) Disclaimer, we're the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I got to say my favorite boss to date that I've played. Uh Who is your favorite boss to date? It has to be uh, Calamaria. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. She is this uh, mermaid lady who has like these ads that she summons are all Mm ocean-based maybe she'll shoot a fish that's like uh, electric and homes it on you maybe she'll summon puffer fish from the bottom of the screen that is float up maybe she'll have like a seahorse that will actually push you into other stuff Mm because shooting like a
1: geyser of water at you yeah most things just straight up kill you but this one just moves you out of position yeah which is actually a recurring theme in this boss fight there's a couple moves that screw with your movement yeah uh in phase two Um,
0: she gets Gorgon powers Mm -hmm. and can literally turn you to stone. You can't do anything to dodge it and you have to like button mash out of it and then dodge projectiles of the electric eels that are there. Yeah. Which you can shoot down and kill.
1: They turn into little... But they do not damage her. They can turn into cuts of meat too when they they drop off the screen. Like it's like Breath of the Wild style.
0: Yeah. When you shoot them, they they die in like this perfectly cut sections of meat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But again, that just goes to like the really cool... Animations they have for stuff, and a lot of these things are inspired by older cartoons or animations mm-hmm. like the boat boss, Popeye. Oh, yeah, he looks like a Popeye villain well, 100%. Or he is, no, a he Popeye. is the Popeye villain, he pretty is much. Popeye villain,
1: yeah, I don't remember that guy's name though. Uh, Mr. Popeye Bad, Mr. Pops, Cl- close enough. Don't look it up, get Popeye villain. All right, we're looking it up.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> don't look it up. But there's like a Betty time. Boop reference. I'm sure there is a Mickey Mouse thing. I'm sure. I know later there is like a Tom and Jerry type boss,
1: which we've not encountered yet. Really? Is it Tom or is it Jerry? Uh, Bluto. It's not Bluto. It's, it's it kinda, might be Bluto. That's not a picture of Bluto though. That is definitely a picture of Popeye. Yep, yep it's, it's Bluto. It's Bluto. He's like ten percent head and ninety-five percent hot gas. That's a SpongeBob. Reference. That is just some odd proportions. Yeah but he's a hundred percent that and he's on this, he's on a ship. This is this was an interesting fight. I keep everything's interesting. I know. I know. Yeah. But again, um, each thing is very unique. There are no two bosses. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of like that other boss. It's fucking not. Yeah. This is like area control and it's awareness. And it's usually the bosses go through phases where, um, they completely, it completely changes up the way you have to play. Uh, you have to deal with other hazards. You have to deal with other things this one has consistent hazards so there's like a barrel at the top of the screen on a crane that's moving back and forth and when it gets above one of the players uh it'll uh drop try to drop on them um and that's like consistent through almost the entire fight so while you start to having to deal with other mechanics maybe like a shark attacking from the side of the screen there's, There's always, always this looming threat, the looming, literal looming threat of <laughs> <a> barrel. <laughs> Intentional word choice. It's a barrel of threat,
0: is what it is. What's cool though about it, and this again goes back to some of the tells. Hmm. After it comes back from an attack, its eyes change from like angry, malicious to uh, very cheeky, like innocent, just looking left to right, like, oh, oh I I I'm not gonna, I didn't do anything. Yeah. So while it's doing that and pretending to be innocent, it actually won't drop again. Mm-hmm. So you do have a bit of a refractory period where you don't have to worry about it, but it lasts for like three seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, I'm back
1: trying to fuck those guys up <laughs> after the refractory period. Um, the other uh, kind of obstacle they threw in here and it screwed me over the first cu- couple times we played, was um, the sh- the ship itself like has a cannon. It'll start firing at you and then that's just on pattern as well. So now you're avoiding the barrel and there's cannonballs moving across the bottom of the screen. And it just like you were mentioning earlier, it just keeps adding to it. You're yeah. like, Oh, you can handle this. What about this? And what about this? It's really interesting when you see like multiple animations going on, you're
0: like, all right, timing. I gotta be <laughs> yeah
1: here. And then he's shooting a squid at you and just like, what are you, what are you even doing? Yeah. It, it becomes a lot really quick. It's but, a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. It's an interesting fight though. I don't think we actually struggled with this one too about, much. Yeah. No. It was an it was kind of a um I have very little in the way of gripes about the gameplay mechanics, but if there's one thing I kind of wish they would have tweaked maybe a little bit more, it is just balancing out the bosses so like, put the easier ones between the harder ones just a little bit more, maybe just mechanics a little bit more for that, and just do that intentionally. Um, because it seemed like there was a couple times where it's like it took us a hundred attempts to beat this boss, and then we beat the boss, and then we go to the next boss, and it's like, I'm here though. <laughs> and you're like, okay, another hundred attempts. I mean, certain ones, yeah, it did feel like we were really hitting our heads against the wall, so mm-hmm. to speak. And it could just be that we're bad. Like that's the other well, argument. Yeah. I know the speed run for this game's like four seconds. I don't know. It's probably really short. But I mean, like certain bosses are just easier mechanically. Yeah.
0: Like we were talking about the one that Jake perfected. Mm-hmm. That boss was like the last one we did. It's pretty close to it. Yeah. That was like the other night. Mm-hmm. And that was in Area Three. Yeah. So it it does depend.
1: Sally stage maybe, play. If you're curious
0: certain ones are going to be more easy for you, depending on how you read the animations or how you play. Yeah. Cause each
1: one is it's different orchestrated fight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a couple ones that were like, they clearly were like, uh, biased a little bit because they only let Dave beat them. Um, I was <laughs> always dead. Uh, and there, there was definitely a few fights where it was just like, I die very early and then it turns into like, Watching Dave through a Let's Play of the rest of the boss fight. What's
0: great <laughs> is like when that happens when Jake dies, I go from playing like a crazy asshole to like it looks like I know what I'm doing because it's just me on screen. I'm like, don't fuck this up for Jake. Got to do it. <laughs> oh man,
1: looks like we actually missed one of these. I don't remember doing.
0: Yeah, there's some different ones in the area we haven't gotten to yet in yeah. Area Three. Mm-hmm. What's nice though is that the bosses are not necessarily gated. Mm-hmm. When you're in in an area, you can usually access multiple bosses at a time. So if you're really stuck on a certain boss, yeah. you can say, we'll come devil. back to that. Right. I'll, I'll try somebody else instead. Mm. You usually have the options of like two to three at a time. But so, yeah, you do have to get past each
1: boss eventually yeah. to keep progressing. It is nice. You, get, you can take kind of take a reprieve, do some adventure level, try a different boss. If you are really stuck. But I find in these types of games, if I'm really stuck, then like determination applies exactly to this boss. I want to beat this boss, right? Like I don't want to waste the time spent acclimating myself to this fight.
0: When we were doing the dragon, which I actually, I really do love the fight, but also I fucking hate that boss. Mm -hmm. Um, We just went through again. We did not stop until it was beaten. Yeah. We and there's certain times where i was just on autopilot playing like shit mm. the other times i was on autopilot i would get up in the boss's face with a shock and i'm like <laughs> die and i would every mechanic perfect for phase one perfect uh-huh. for phase two phase
1: three would just kill myself for no reason yeah um it's definitely a game where keeping your cool is probably it is the the most important skill because there's as far as I'm, I've am i seen, none of the bosses are actually DPS races. They don't no. have a phase where it's like, if you don't beat me before X, it's over. It's just staying alive while applying any amount of damage, and you'll get through it. Yes, 100% true. So if you can
0: be a little more focused and dodge attacks, you will last longer in the fight and deal more damage because of it and probably be fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it is really easy or at least myself to panic in those situations and then get tricked into taking a hit a second hit a right. third hit now i'm dead yeah that's just like high school
1: are you getting hit a <laughs> <laughs> then get tricked into taking a hit a second hit a third hit now uh, I'm dead.
0: <laughs> don't do drugs kid three hits and you
1: die <laughs> you're right three hits and One, you're out two, three <laughs> death yeah don't buy drugs from an owl <laughs> probably not kids you want a Tutsi pop <laughs> uh, anyways i was homeschooled so i'm just making all this up um how does this compare to other kind of uh demanding difficult platformers that you've played because again as i've said before i'm not acclimated to the platformer space and you are more so an expert in this area one Do not make
0: me talk about a Hollow Knight too early before we have an actual episode on it. (laughs) But two. Okay, you can't talk about Hollow Knight. Talk about any other difficult platformer that comes to mind. (laughs) So I did play Hollow Knight recently. (laughs) Um, I technically haven't beaten the true ending yet. um, But I could do that in probably like five attempts if I hunker down to do so. Mm -hmm. How will brag? Super solid game. Very tight gameplay. All platformers really need to have very responsive mechanics yeah when you go and jump and stop moving you're gonna fall straight down yeah that's pretty much a key of
1: all mechanics is not having that weird momentum nothing kills a platformer for me faster than like uh hit boxes i don't expect or yeah. non-responsive controls
0: yeah because the whole thing is it comes down to your reactions and you can control where you are and what you're doing yeah so you can have more aggressive mechanics because you can get around those if you have the skill to do so. Right, and you know if you make a mistake, it's your fault. That's exactly. absolutely essential. Yeah, but also the boss is trying to kill me, so <laughs> a little right. bit of a defense here. <laughs> so much on me. <laughs> but while Holloway is obviously a difficult game, uh huh. Again, I got to the end of the game, whereas Cuphead, I am actively
1: struggling with. Right. Although you put more time into. The massive game that is Hollow Knight.
0: That is true. Yeah. But even in one of the later areas to get to the true ending, you have to do a bunch of very tight platforming. Mm-hmm. I I did it. And I'm not like amazing at it by any means. Right. It was just a little bit of practice at it, and I was able to beat it. Whereas this is much more punishing if you do fuck up.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas you have ways
1: to mitigate that in something like Hollow Knight. Gotcha. So it has more well you you just said it mitigation you have more things you can put between you and pure skill well i have like ways to heal i have ways to do other things yeah i have more
0: mobility options Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of another um platformer in general that i play mm -hmm. mega man
1: that's a difficult platformer right it is a platformer
2: um
0: it's kind of old school super nintendo difficulty
1: yeah doesn't actually, I was gonna say it doesn't really compare with this. It's not like you have a projectile main attack that you're spamming constantly through the entire game. Oh? Oh wait. <laughs> Lemons. <laughs> Turns out we were playing Mega Man the whole time. <whimper> or Mega Man was playing us.
0: But I, I mean As always.
1: <laughs> it's
0: a good solid mechanic, but another thing with Mega Man is For how the stages are laid out, when you're in like a boss fight, you're in a square arena. Yeah. And one of Mega Man X's big things is you have the option to dash and move around, and also dash off walls. Mm -hmm. So you can actually wall jump and stay up if somebody's doing like a ground level
1: attack. Right. There's more strict platforming, I guess. And and Cuphead, the platforms are kind of a function of the boss fights, but Mega Man has actual scrolling left to right platforms much more often yeah but
0: that's for like levels but like in boss fights you're always in that square oh right yeah yeah. And it doesn't really move but yeah you are given a dash you're also given like the wall options mm-hmm. which there was a fight in Mega Man x4 where you fight colonel yeah and they give you no walls and i did not realize how dependent i was on walls until i got shit on by that boss <laughs> many times Cause I just kind of just like jump away from the problem. Like I'll come back down when you're done. Yeah. With your tirade. Uh, I will say one thing that is really nice about Cuphead are the very precise hit boxes. Because mm-hmm. there are times, PS will make you look like a badass if you duck and dodge oh an attack. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, yeah. And you keep shooting while you're doing it. So you're just sitting there <laughs> like.
0: It's full finger guns all the way. Yeah. There are yeah. a lot of times where like. I had died and Jake was dodging an attack. Like, a, a glob of mustard came out. Mm-hmm. The game can do whatever the fuck yeah, it wants. Yeah, there's, there's some weird stuff. And he just... I was about to say something like, Jake, watch out. And he just ducks <laughs> and was fine. I'm like, this man's a god. <laughs> and then I immediately died. And I'll like... <laughs> I wasn't going to tell that part of the story. No, that's um, fair. And then I lived forever.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I actually... So, I think that if I'm the type of person that can appreciate Cuphead, and I do, if it's not obvious at this point, um, I had my reservations going into it, because I already, again, you know, not hot on platformers. uh, Filthy casual, not that good at difficult games. Um, And this is both a platformer and a difficult game, where difficulty is, like, one of the most publicized things about it. It's like, Cuphead is hard. Um and it's very true it is a game where incremental self-improvement and learning of mechanics and levels is literally the content that's the reason you're playing the game if that doesn't appeal to you you probably won't enjoy the game because that's what it is um but i found that it is really rewarding to make those little incremental improvements start at the basement tier of skill which is where i was and Sometimes still am. And then slowly work my way up a couple floors until I could like clear one of these bosses. And it really makes uh, victory, the knockout, uh, much more satisfying than if it was like a standard difficulty platformer where you're just playing for progression. It makes um, me really appreciate people who can do like boss rushes for a game like this, where they're just like, here we go. I was talking to a, a coworker recently. Um, about this game, and he mentioned that people do speed runs of this, where it's a no-hit speed run um, ah, okay. for bosses. And if they get hit, so like in adventures, no-hit pacifist is what he was describing. Um, so you only fight bosses, and you don't kill any of the enemies in the levels.
2: Huh.
1: The adventures, yeah, for one hundred percent. And you have to take hits in the levels, but for the bosses, then you ha- then you fight them. Um, and if you get hit at all, they restart the speed run. And that's literally just a category of a speed run for this game. And I appreciate that. I recognize that's not where I'm at personally, but but it's a space where that kind of competition can really thrive.
0: I do appreciate the occasional brutal perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, because like there were times where we would start a boss fight take an early hit and we'd look at each other not actually physically yes but we'd just be like we starting that we're like yeah (laughs) we'll do like a quick retry Hmm. because we took a hit in phase one which we probably shouldn't be taking hits because that's probably the (laughs) easiest phase yeah um and we just weren't in the right headspace yet to do it cleanly i found that the best boss fights that we had are the ones where we do not talk at all. Yeah, we go... (laughs) We're just, like, not talking to each other. (laughs) It's just
1: mechanics. Afterwards, we're like, all right, we got it. Yeah. I remember one time, it was, again, I think the... um, I think it was the dragon. Dragon? I think it was dragon. Maybe it was a different one. But uh, we were moving in sync, like for all of our movements yeah. every dodge our characters are just overlapping entirely in, in
0: phase two of uh, dragon fight yeah that was entirely like the exact same thing and i was just i smiled i was like it's happening just even in phase one i remember when we did that yeah. like it was minimal movements to like dodge the attack mm-hmm. while like still attacking and
1: being up in the boss's face i was just basically playing the game like i live real life minimum movement yeah yep so anyways it's a pretty solid game uh occasionally goes on sale it is on steam if you have a couch and you have um a co-op individual then fully supported also as we played through remote play um worked through some technical issues a little bit early but then it was responsive enough that we were playing a game as demanding as cuphead. And Dave was still schooling me on bosses when he was not the host. So pretty impressive from a technical perspective. To be fair, I'm a fucking G. <laughs> um, just for the, for the room, <laughs> for everybody listening. Hi grandma. I miss you. How are you? How are you doing? Um, I'd like to submit into evidence and it's just like a, a, a post-it note or something. This is like, I'm a boss. <laughs> My grandma loves me very much. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I just, Like I said to Jake, was Like, even though we're not going to be still playing this for the recording of this episode, mm-hmm. I still want to make more progression in this and at some point
1: beat it in co-op. And there's no, pro- no higher praise for a game than playing it when you don't have to for the next episode of Soapstone. Yeah, look at all the other fucking episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Those games
2: suck. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so play the game by the game listen to our podcast and if you would like to contribute to future episodes in the form of perhaps an idea you could send it in at soapstone at gmail.com or you could join the discussion on facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast i think that was pretty smooth
0: that was pretty good yeah
1: okay wait what was it it was um until next time no as always we'll see you in the next one you got it i got it round of applause all right thank you guys